the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. You are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and this is a very special edition. We have been listening all week to hear the stories, the testimonies of Kenya, Africa. I want to put the heart of missions into your heart, you know, from God's heart to to ours. That's how this works, isn't it? And I am so proud of our team of 22 that went all the way to the equator, 30 plus hours of travel. This first testimony that you're going to hear is from my own mother. She was so beautiful on the trip. My mom and dad, you know, they're pastors. They do prison ministry. They're chaplains, hospital, hospital ministry. And they were so wonderful on this trip to Kenya because they prayed for everyone. So many miracles that we saw. I hope you will listen in to all the testimonies from Kenya, Africa. Okay, what made me cry? Okay, well, it did really make me cry. I wasn't thinking I was going to be crying. But um, we had a wonderful driver. He's one who goes, he's, he went, he's in South Sudan right now helping bring girls out of uh, trafficking. And so when we were, one day we were go- going into Nairobi, and he showed us the, the ten houses in the slum area and told us all about that. And then he said, um, talked to us about the flying toilets. I thought, I thought I'd already seen all the toilets <laughs> that there were, but then he told us about the flying toilets. And so just, you know, he told us, I will explain that, but he, just his whole story about those living in the slums and everything, it, it really made me cry. So I was boohooing when I got off the, the van that day. But he said that in the slums that it's so crowded, like a million or so people, and he said that many of them don't have toilets they don't have water. They have to go buy their water. Can you imagine buying enough water to, to, to wash with and to, and to drink and everything? So he said they would have to buy their water, and it's probably not enough water, right? And then he said they didn't all have toilets. So he said that they would sometimes use a, in the evening a paper bag, and then the next day it'd fly out the window. So actually that would land on the streets. So anyway, he was just telling about even students that he had taken into the slums and everything. And he said that this one guy was so touched by Africa that he said, if I die here, just bury me here. Don't even send my body back. He said, I want to just die right here if I die. So he, it was wonderful to meet him and to pray with him. And I, felt, I, was so, I was so blessed that I felt like God gave me a prayer for him. And I, that was early on, and I didn't even know him. I didn't really know him like I knew him later but that just blessed my heart to be able to pray to pray for him and so he was wonderful and his daughter and she helped us a lot okay let's see what could I share with you let's see uh well uh, I felt like God spoke to me personally and I know the team's already heard this two or three times but it, it ministered to me so much that I mean it just made everything better you know and good at the very beginning we were at the airport and Doyle said, well, why don't we go upstairs and pray? It was a small airport. It was 
one of the legs of the journey. And so we went upstairs, and, and so we were praying. And uh, as we were praying, the little song, What a Mighty God We Serve, just was going around and around in my spirit. <laughs> and so then that all meant a lot to me. And I, I was like, I think God is saying that to me, that he's mighty God, you know. And, of course, we know he's mighty God, you know, and everything. But I, it was like he was speaking it to me. So when we got back on the plane, I opened up the Bible. And right away, I was taken to Deuteronomy chapter 10. And guess what it talked about? It talked about the people we were going to minister to. And it says in Deuteronomy chapter 10, I'll never forget it. It says that God cares for the widows and the orphans. And it says that he's a mighty God when it comes to the widows and orphans who are looking to him. He's a terrible God to the enemies of the widows and orphans. And that passage goes on to say how God will provide food and raiment and everything for them. So I felt like, okay, God is telling me, you know, he is mighty. I mean, he is fierce when it comes to the orphans and the widows. And so I was, you know, that just meant a lot to me. And so then uh, as we went on, then the Lord reminded me that El Shaddai is his name for the Lord God Almighty. And there's a little song that goes with that. I remembered the song. And then um, I felt like, this is just me personally, with all that the Lord was saying, I felt like it was a strong word for the orphans and the widows, a real strong word. And it was powerful. And what actually one morning uh, I woke up sobbing and that was the morning that I had forgotten to set my alarm, but the Lord woke me up and I was sobbing over that word. That's how powerful it was. But anyway, then the Lord later, he just kept talking to me about that. And then later, guess what else he showed me? He said, that all of those who had a biological father but was never really a father to them, he said that those are included in that passage. Those right. orphans, they're orphans who, don't, who, who, who have a biological father, but that man was never really a father. Then God takes you up, and he says, I'll be your father. I know the fellowship of the team was great. And you know what? God said, he, he says that he sets the lonely in families and he did, really does. And so I feel like, you know, he put me in a family. And I just praise the Lord for that. That was, I mean, we are a family now. We met, we're a ministry That's team, true. but we're also a family. So I, I love that. And let's see, one thing that I will share that I'm praying about now, because I didn't know about it till we went there. And I guess the men were told this one day, that the children get up like at 5 o'clock for school, and they don't get home till like 7 o'clock. And yes. then after that, they still have homework. And then if they have uh, a vacation, they still may have to go to tutoring or they may have to do, you know, homework or whatever. So I felt like that really bothered me a lot. That really bothers me a lot. So I came back with that to pray about because to me that just is, is borderline abuse because, well, I say it's abuse. To me, it's abuse because if children are taken from their parents, and the parents don't get to parent them and mentor them, then somebody else is, is teaching them, and who knows what they're teaching and how they're influencing those children. So we could, we could pray about that as a church. And, you know, I think that our prayers really do matter, and, and I think we can see a turnaround with that Amen. because we can p- pray for the leaders in Kenya. So, um, so that's one thing. Let's see what else. Oh, 
you want to know a challenge? <laughs> a challenge for my husband and me. We had to use the same towel <laughs> every day. And then and at the end of the day, you're supposed to put the towel on the floor so that the, the maid will pick it up and give you a clean towel. Well, I didn't do that one day because the, when, we, when I took a shower, water got all over the bathroom floor. So I thought, okay, I'll just mop it up. So I mopped up the floor with that <laughs> towel, and then the next day we used the same towel again. <laughs> so that was a little challenge. <laughs> smelled great. <laughs> yeah, we smelled really great. <laughs> so, okay, Doyle's coming for the microphone now. <laughs> He's afraid of his, what his mother-in-law might tell. Uh, I'm going to rein in the conversation here. Oh, man. Listen. That's why I'm telling you, there, there were challenges every day. One of the teams draining the floor backed up and sewage went through their room. Yeah. And the CPAP got. And the CPAP got dirty. Dirty water. I mean, everywhere we went, they, would, they, would, they loved Ike's CPAP through every scanner. In, but they didn't complain. I'm telling yeah. you, this team didn't complain. They didn't complain. They were beautiful. So if any of you go in the future, you have to live up to this standard. All right, Jen, you, you, whatever you well, want to share. Well, we're all laughing, but I'm going to cry um, because I just wanted to say thank you again. Um, I don't even know the number of people that were praying for me, um, and I just want to say thank you. It just meant so much. Like, truly, I just did. I just did. Thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> um, and I just say all of that because... It truly, I was sharing with someone after service this morning that it truly was still like an act of faith for me to still keep going each leg. Um, I had the new passport, quote unquote, and that was like, yay, wonderful. But it was still an act of faith each step because my Kenya visa was approved with my old passport, not my new passport. So... I anticipated, I fully anticipated, which left me quite anxious off and on throughout the entire uh, leg by myself. I fully anticipated that once I arrived in Kenya, that they might say, no, you can't come in, um, simply because that did not match. Um, and I was still allowed, uh, and they still approved everything, and I gave them all my information, and they still like let me in um, and let me come. Um, but it still just felt like a complete act of faith, which was totally different than something um, that I do day to day here. Like I just I don't think I had that type of faith, um, and so I think just being willing to um, put up a fight, I guess, is the best way for me to say it and to fight with the Lord, <laughs> um, with him on my side versus anybody else. Um, that was just life changing and just necessary to learn. If that makes sense. Yes. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's good. Yeah. Go ahead. What are you oh, going to say? You. No, I just wanted, oh. did you want to tell them anything about once you got there? Yes. Once I, got, I arrived, I mean, I would say that yeah, I didn't get to share much highlights like when we were speaking this morning, but I mean, I truly was, I think, intentional once I was there that like I want to be able to be involved in everything that I possibly can. <laughs> um, and not for me, but like to truly just soak it all in, connect with everybody that I could. Um, and so each day, like 
as Doyle was saying, he kind of challenged us to like read the Bible or challenged us to journal or challenged us to do different things. And so each day it just kind of worked out that I literally was in every scenario or every event. So first day I was with kids ministry. Second day I was with the pharmacy medical clinic piece. You know, the next day after that I was leading a small group. Um, the next day after that I was dancing in a prison with women, you know, um, and singing with them. Um, and the day after that I was leading kids ministry again. And sim- similar to Doyle, I walk in with, um, a few, few ladies and they're like, okay, Jen's leading today. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, I am. Okay. (laughs) And, you know, we had tons and tons of kids and it was just a miracle to be able to be there. Well, I'm, I'm kind of sad for this week to end because I love talking about missions. I love talking about Kenya. I love talking about Simply Go. You know, whenever you go on a mission trip, and maybe it's just even to the inner city that's near you. You don't even have to leave the United States to go on a mission trip. You know, God calls us. He calls us to our neighbors. He calls us to our cities to go for him, to serve him, to give for him. But our team went all the way to Kenya, Africa on a just a project that we'd worked on for 10 years, and I'm sad for this week to end. If you missed the previous episodes, I hope you'll go back and listen to the stories. Listen to what God did. God accomplished it, and he changed our lives forever. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women. Stay with the show. You don't want to miss this last piece and these wonderful stories. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.